Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday and welcome to the last Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast of the week. And we kick things off with the fallout from Mikel Arteta's Arsenal taking on Roy Hodgson's VV Crystal Palace in the Premier League. Now, some of you might not realise that Roy was actually a manager before Arteta was even born. That's actually true. In fact, he was a manager before most of us were born. Anyway, here's how it sounded on TalkSport. And that's the game, not any of us being born. That's the last action of the game. A game which Arsenal will be disappointed with because they didn't create enough once again. It's finished. Arsenal nil. Crystal Palace nil. Arteta has inherited a bit of a mess. And what you've seen from the likes of Smith Rowe and, and Saka and one or two others, younger, young, the younger players, the, a bit more energy, you've seen them add something to, to Arsenal. But what we've seen tonight will highlight and underline how big a job it is for him to move some of the dead wood, and there is plenty of it. Well, we know that a lot of changes has already happened uh, since I arrived here. You see in this window a lot of changes as well, and some more that uh, we still have to do. But uh, we are trying to do things with while a lot of things are still happening within our house and, and that's not easy. They gave William a three-year contract no. on Big Doe. David Luiz and other. They got to look, start to move forward and looking forward to the future. That's not going to be easy to move some of those players out to make room for some of the players they mm. want to bring in. It might have been different if Christian Banteke had been a little bit more ruthless in front of goal. And I have a bit of sympathy for him that, you know, all the hard work he puts in, trying to lead the line, creating problems. But the bottom line is, his numbers are terrible. Hugh, they are <laughs> terrible. They're, you know, I, I said it before Got the your game. Boots, Tony, go and have a word with Roy. Roy, how are the lads in the dressing room? And, and, and do you feel that was a fair result tonight? Yes, I suppose it was. I mean, the, the, especially second half, Arsenal seemed to have quite a lot of possession. I thought in the first half, you know, there were periods when we really played well and could arguably say that we you know, could have easily taken the lead in that period of time. And even in the second half, I thought on the counter-attack, a little bit more composure, a little bit more care over the final pass, and we might have even got in to win the game. If Palace want to stay in the Premier League, give them another year contract. If, if Roy Hodgson wants to go and do this job for another year... Do you think Palace fans want him there? I think most Palace fans would, can appreciate exactly what he has done for that club. Now, Celtic's apology for their ill-advised trip to Dubai has been heavily criticised by former hoop Andy Walker. He's called for manager Neil Lennon and CEO Peter Lawwell to be sacked. Adrian Durham also had his say after the Scottish Giants put their entire under-18 squad on furlough. 
after a 200 grand trip to Dubai for a bunch of losers to laugh in the face of a Scotland which is being decimated by Covid. I profoundly apologise to our supporters. Uh, we left here and the rationale for the camp was very much the best intentions. Things have, haven't gone the way we wanted to, and the outcome is clearly very regrettable. Celtic are now getting the taxpayer to pay for their youth squad. They were sitting by the pool having pints. They were possibly on the golf course. They were possibly away shopping. You had injured players that were on the trip. So I think they're just out of touch. Meantime, Rangers have opened up Ibrox as a vaccination centre. So am I right in thinking Scotland has had enough of Celtic Football Club? You need someone in with uh, that can make uh, a better connection with your supporters and you, you absolutely need uh, you know, a change in direction from the dugout because Neil Lennon has been very successful with Celtic but it hasn't worked out this season. Being second in Glasgow is useless. In the whole scheme of things, what Celtic are doing now is far, far worse far more insulting to the fans and to football and to the whole nation than anything Rangers did nine years ago. So wouldn't it be just fitting? Wouldn't it be right to demote Celtic to Scottish League 2 after all this nonsense to punish them for bringing the game into disrepute, for showing contempt for the very people whose money keeps the club going in normal times? Who's with me? Demote Celtic to Scottish League 2. Now, in yesterday's edition of the podcast, you heard passionate pleas from those in football for players to stop hugging each other when they celebrate due to the coronavirus. We'll hear from Alan Brazil, Leicester's Mark Albrighton, Simon Jordan, Chelsea's Frank Lampard and Southampton's boss, Ralph Hasenhundl. But we kick things off with Ian Abrahams, the moose, and why he's not happy with footballers and their celebrations. I understand scoring a goal is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of football. But you know what? We're in a pandemic where people are dying. I don't think it's that difficult for a footballer once you score the goals go, I've scored a goal, I can put my arms up in the air, I can punch the air, I can do my own celebration on my own. If we want to take the instinct out of the game, I think it's not that simple. So I think players are good lads. They don't, they don't want to do the, th- the wrong thing. They're being asked to do their job through this very tough time and they're doing it. That it is definitely possible also to celebrate together. I know that it is never without a risk. Also to go in a duel is not without a risk. But I think we have shown when we are disciplined that, that it works. I would have walked into that dressing room as the owner of that football club and said to those players, with all best will in the world, I'm not asking you, this is not a request, it's yeah. not a guideline, I am telling you, cut this out, I don't care what wonderful little routines you want to practice in the, on the training ground for socially distinct parody and goal celebrations, do as you're being asked. I value you very highly, but you will do as you're bloody well told. It's sometimes instinct, and I know we, we shouldn't. They are tested all the time, but I'm not <clears> going <throat> to call them clowns or idiots. You know, at the end of the day, it's something that maybe, before you go out in the pitch, if I do score today, I've got to calm down. I spoke about it in the Times this morning, about the emotions of scoring and how fantastic some of my greatest memories, you know, hugging Zinedine Zidane when I scored in a testimonial. And it, but we've been in this nearly a year now, and it's it's got to happen. And that is Leicester City Surely through to the fourth round of the FA Cup. Beautifully taken by Mark Brighton. People want to watch football at home. It's it's keeping keeping the country going. People people are enjoying that there's a game on TV every night and we want to keep it like that. So we need to stick to the guidelines with the celebrating of goals. It's it, it's obviously gonna be gonna be very difficult to, to to not celebrate a goal with your teammates and I and I think I do think it spoils it a bit, but if we just 
if we're cautious and, and try and do as much as we can to, to abide by the guidelines, then hopefully football will continue. Over now to my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday and 10pm. Previewing Sunday's big game as Manchester United, the league leaders, travel to Liverpool, who aren't the league leaders. Liverpool will do what Liverpool do. You know, they will go forward. Uh, and United, I'm sure, will be more than happy to not sit on the edge of the box, but they'll be a little deeper. All they'll be sitting at home right now thinking, you know what, if we can win the ball in decent areas and get at whatever the two centre-backs are going to be, he must be absolutely licking his lips. Bruno Fernandes striding clear. Oh, outstanding finish from Marcus Rashford. And Manchester United cutting loose here. I mean, you can you can definitely say that Liverpool have, under the circumstances, defended well. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. they've lost, what, two goals in those three games, yeah. which isn't that bad. No. The problem is, they're coming up against a front three in United that have got so much pace and, and on the day can be absolutely devastating. So if you're basically talking about playing two midfielders at centre-back against that, mm. that, that's a huge worry. Now, don't you just love it when Paul Hawksby goes on a massive rant about Spurs in the afternoon? Don't you mean Andy Jacobs ranting about Chelsea? No, I don't. This is Paul getting very angry about Spurs and Jose's negative tactics. We'll also hear from an even angrier Spurs fan on drive and their former midfielder, Jamie O'Hara. But first up, this is a very unhappy Hawksby. God, it's a hard watch as well. Not because it's not great to watch. There's moments of it. There's a lovely goal, brilliant cross by Reginald, great ball um, by Hoybier and and a fantastic header. But we don't really see enough of that in games. A lot of it is just sitting back and soaking it up. It's boring to watch and it's very tense at 1-0. Yeah. It's heart attack country. Every game is the same. He's pucks a tawny Phil Mourinho. <laughs> it's Groundhog Day. Jose Mourinho, he ain't the man for the job. To be honest with you, that was that was Daniel Levy covering up a big hole that he's messed up with. The fact that we've got players like Dyer. I said on your show before, Pony, Winks, Pony. Oh, yeah, it's you. This time we had the chances to kill the game and win it. But then if you don't do it, then you don't concede goals like we did. What's annoying me is, is we're doing the same thing and expecting different results. And it's and it's keep happening. All right, we're not losing, but the draws are killing us. The second half, we're coming out with Scrappy. I didn't understand why we played Sissoko right midfield, you know, at home. You know, He's been fantastic in midfield. And I know Winks has done well and warrants a little start, but you have to make tough decisions sometimes. I did love that first moment of the second half when um, Musa went on this incredible run. <laughs> it what he looked like, and, and he was desperate for someone to tackle him because he knew any minute he was going to he was going to hit it over the bar. Was the one where he just ran out of pitch? Yeah, he just <laughs> he just kept running. It was do you know like it was almost like a bunch of mates had had an afternoon in the pub and they and and they started talking about the goal that Maradona scored in '86 against England, the second goal, and one of them said, "Go on, I'll show you." And then went out and then weaved like an old drunk from the right hand side, edging towards the goal. It was like a, a drunken phoenix from the flames. This football club won't win nothing. And I said it, and I say it on air again I'll run sparkers on the high road if we win a major trophy under Levy. Because we won't, mate. And well, you're you know 90 minutes away from winning a major trophy, Matt. What, what, what major trophy? Do you not count the League Cup? 
Are you having a laugh with me? Are you joking with me or what? It's always been considered a major trophy. Um, And uh, surely in Spurs' book, it's got to be a major trophy, isn't it? Spurs are on their way to Wembley. Tottenham's going to do it again. Harry Kane gives 10 out of 12 every game. Do you know what? How these pathetic, and I will say this on air, how these pathetic Tottenham fans that back that Daniel Levy for the way he's running his football club, it is, it is beyond a joke. Spurs are on their way to Wembley. The Kings are claiming the front. Now, a terrible batting display from Sri Lanka has left England in control after day one of the first test. Spinner Don Bess took five wickets after the hosts were bowled out for 135. We'll hear from Bessie shortly, but first up, it's Goffey on that pathetic batting display. Oh, it was absolutely pathetic. I haven't seen it. This is in goal. This is where they're supposed to be excellent. Even though England won 3-0 the last series, I still thought we'd see a bit more fight from Sri Lanka. They won the toss, the bat, that's what you're doing, goal. You get a good, decent score, anything over 220-230, you're in the game. 135 all out. Absolutely pathetic. Some of the shots, I could not believe. Just had another wicket, that of uh, Kusul uh, Pereira. First over of Dominic Best. Uh, in fact, it was a second ball, and he just reverse swept straight to leg slip. I certainly know that I'm bowled as as well as I could have done and got away with probably one or two but I think we flip it and you look how well Brody and Sammy bowled up front I think it was exceptional and certainly set the tone early on and don't forget after each day's play TalkSport's following on podcast is the place to go for immediate reaction with John Norman and Steve Harmison having now Sam Allardyce has been speaking to the media ahead of their game against Wolves this Saturday or Game day, live on TalkSport, as we like to call it. He's been telling our man in the West Midlands, Tom Ross, Jonathan's brother and Paul's son, that they're desperate for a win against their local rivals. The win needs to come from anywhere. If it can come from against Wolves, our local rivals, that's absolutely brilliant. But that win does need to come soon. And and I think that um, in our efforts to, to make the players aware and try and get them individually and collectively better, and I think mentally more aware, I think we have to cut out the unforced errors. Really soft foul for me on, on Jack Grealish. He drew the attention from uh, Ajay and the penalty was given. And that's a big thing for me because most of the goals come from errors from, from what you do rather than creative play from the opposition. If the occasion overwhelms you, then you can't get a performance. But if you're playing the game and using the, the derby to stimulate you even more to produce better things and do better things on the pitch, then you can you can get your opportunities. Now, up front with takes a look at the art of goal scoring, speaking to some of the best strikers in the game. This Sunday from half past nine in the evening, the former Arsenal in England and current Southampton striker Theo Walcott is in conversation with Sam Matterface. In this sneak preview of the show, he reveals Fabio Capello's reaction to him missing an England team meeting. That's Theo Walcott, of course, not Sam Matterface. Sam would never miss an England meeting. I went to John Terry and I'm young and I was like, JT, I've missed meeting. Um, you know, I'm sorry, but he's like, oh, don't worry about it. You're fine. Don't worry about it. So I thought, all right, no, I'm going to go to Capello's room. And not, I knocked on his door. And I said, boss, I'm so sorry. I missed the meeting. And he just shrugged his shoulders and closed the door on me. And I thought, how rude is that? And I go to John Terry, one of the most respectful guys in the camp. And he's like, don't worry about fear. And I go to the manager and then he does that to me. I'm like, bloody hell, 
I think he lost his job a few weeks later. (laughs) The Football Association can confirm that Fabio Capello has today resigned as England manager. It follows a meeting involving FA Chairman David Bernstein, FA General Secretary Alex Horn and Fabio Capello at Wembley Stadium. You were quite vocal (laughs) about him being quite cold, weren't you? You you, you wrote about him in, in your book. Did that go down particularly well? I remember going to, this is the night he actually got his job actually of England. Um, I was having a meal with my wife, Mel. He was there. And I went and I said hello afterwards. Sorry, the night he lost his job, you were in the same restaurant as him? Yeah, generally was. He was having a great time. For another podcast, I think a reminder that there's lots and lots of live football coming your way, all live and exclusive to TalkSport as part of Game Day, or Game Day, as we like to call it. Half past 12, it all kicks off on Saturday as Wolves take on West Brom, that one live and exclusive to TalkSport. Then at half past two, it's Game Day live with Adrian Durham, of course, back on TalkSport. Half past five, staying with TalkSport. In fact, everything's TalkSport. I don't know why I'm saying TalkSport. It's all on TalkSport. It's all exclusive, right? So I understand that, so I don't have to say it anymore. Anyway, it's Fulham against Chelsea come on the Fulham and then at 8pm we round off game day with Leicester against Southampton as I said 8pm that's it for another podcasty thing thanks for listening on Acast, Spotify or Apple Pods or wherever you get your podcasts from I'm back on Drive today at 4pm on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show alongside Darren Ben. there will of course be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talksable Daily Podcasts out first thing on Monday morning so do what you have to do to get it in the meantime have a great day have a great weekend but above all gang be safe everyone He's out. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.